Hey, welcome to Rumination, the podcast that offers practical solutions to challenges in our dairy industry. This is Chris Quinn, and today I'm talking with Carl Berge of SaleSafeCows.com to learn more about how we must approach cattle lameness, the farm level, to minimize the incidence and severity of this preventable disease. Carl, as you may know, grew up in the dairy industry in Switzerland and then came to the USA to work and to learn on larger dairies. From there, he saw the need for improved hoof trimming techniques and practices, and in 1989, established his own hoof care business. From those beginnings, he's expanded to ensure that the industry has the training, has the equipment, the experience, and the professional consulting to realize his personal mission and passion to save cows. Carl, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. It's my great pleasure to be with you, Chris, and with your, with your team, with your audience. Thank you. Carl, your approach to SaveCows.com and SaveCows in general has grown into several divisions. And I'd really be interested, and the audience be interested to know, how did this all come about? Well, so after I realized there was a, there was a need for hoof trimming or for, the, for knowing more about hoof trimming, I started a hoof trimming business in South Central Wisconsin. And at the beginning, the business was twofold. We, uh, I provided the hoof trimming service, but then I also built equipment, just simple equipment to do the hoof trimming in. Within time, uh, I realized that I just needed to learn more. And, and I went to uh, overseas, I went to Holland, uh, learned more about hoof trimming. And, and when I came back, we started a hoof trimming school here in, in Wisconsin, which, which is called Dairyland Hoof Care Institute. And there's graduates, we've had over 4,000 graduates from all over the world, many from Canada. And then uh, in 2010, as I started being more involved international with, with the trimming or consulting, I, I, we started SureStep Consulting you know, the safe cows uh, was an, the overall mission was always the safe cows and promote animal well-being. We've learned a lot, but we're leading the industry and putting out better floors in the, in the in the dairy industry. We have equipment, hoof trimming shoots yep. in seventy countries in the world, and and. Uh, I have traveled to over 25 countries personally to do training or consulting. So there's a lot to it, which brings us to the kind of the next question is, what do you see today when you're consulting around the world in North America on farms? What do you see as the number one challenge in cattle lameness today? You know, I think, I think the number one challenge for dairy and beef uh, is that we're under the microscope on the farm from animal activists that won't get, want to get rid of animal agriculture. But then we're also dairy companies, food giants, international trade department, and at the bottom, the consumer. They, they want to make sure they've got a wholesome product. They want to make sure that animals are treated properly. Okay? Yeah. So in the last few years, lameness has come to the forefront, especially from an animal welfare standpoint. Understandably. And, and you know, depending where, where, and, where, and, where and when, you know. But, you know, it's, it's the welfare standards uh, that the food giants are setting today. You know, there's a difference between Canada, the U.S., Europe. 
But I think the, the standards are getting closer and coming closer and closer together. So the animal welfare policies are written regularly on, uh, and today there are dairy producers, beef producers, veterinarians, and other industry experts involved in making sure that animal, animal agriculture is fairly represented. Uh, when it comes to locomotion score on a farm, on a three-point system, okay, as an example, the farm audits, they, they accept less than 5% number threes. That's okay. As an example, Danone, 0%. And, and probably right, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And, and the other thing we need to look at is, as an example, any severely lame cow identified must be under a treatment with a record treatment plan identifiable at the time of the visit. Yeah. So, so, and I see this coming on all over. And, and when we look at it, lameness is still, you know, worldwide, some of the studies still, average is still 25%. Yep. It's anywhere from 3 to 75%, you know? It hasn't changed much, you know? On many farms, TD is probably, digital dermatitis is probably one of the bigger problems. So the, the challenge or the opportunity, as you pointed out, is the increased rightfully concern about the well-being of our dairy cattle yeah. and that, that companies and, and certainly north of border here in Canada, the Dairy Farms of Canada initiated ProAction of which lameness and locomotion is part of that. And I know in the U.S. similar scenarios and, and situations being set up. So how do we meet, how do we meet that challenge? I, I think we have to be more proactive. You know, we have good data today that shows prevention works. Now, we have farms with very low incidences of the main five lesions, which would be digital dermatitis, foot rot, infectious lesions, and full ulcers and white lines, and toe ulcers. Yep. We know the causing factors. We know what causes some of those problems, you know? And, and the, the, the other neat thing is there is good information, there's tools available to, the, to all of us, to the consultants, to the farms, looking at the first step program from Simpro or the uh, life step lameness module from the Dairyland Initiative. There is so neat, that's such a world of resource that if somebody has a problem, you can tap into there and say, okay, where is my problem coming from? You know, we kind of know how to fix lameness, but failing, we're failing in the implementation a lot of times. At the farm level. It starts at the farm level, exactly. Yeah. You know, what's the farm doing? Why isn't the farm, why is the farm happy with lame cows that walk around? You know, why are they not asking questions when lame cows don't recover? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a good thing. You know, there's, there's a big difference in all, and there's a lot of factors that play a role. You know, I remember in 2017 at a, at a big meeting, at a, at a dairy conference, Western Dairy Conference, Nigel Cook's statement about clawhorn lesions was, if a farm has a lameness issue, then more than likely it's also a hoof trimming issue. We, we just have to be more proactive. You know, we can have very low incidences of these five main lesions. So we got, we got to get better identifying and doing something about lame cows. We've got to make sure they're, when they're, that they're properly trimmed and that they're recovering from lameness. Yeah. You know, once we identify the, you know, the producer has to see the problem. He has to identify 
or measure the problem somehow. We, we have to have a little bit of information because then the veterinarians, the nutritionists, the other consultant and the hoof trainers can sit together and say, okay, this is what the problem is. The advisors have a lot of information. Yeah. And when we, when we use that information, we can achieve those goals. We can achieve 2% soul ulcers. We can achieve uh, less than 2%. We can achieve four or five percent white line lesions. We can achieve no toe ulcers. Yeah. We can we can do those type of things. So it's preventable, right? At the end of the day? You know, it's preventable. And and what we need to do is we need to look at when we evaluate that data, you know, when in lactation are the cows lame? When by date are the cows lame? Which lactation group does it affect? You know, how does lameness relate to the current trimming schedule? Yep. Are there enough cows trimmed per year? Yep. Yeah. Do cows become lame and stay lame? Why do they leave the herd? When we start looking at those things right away, we, we get answers. Yeah, you know, and the better understanding, you know, Chris, we're all responsible. Everybody that gets on a farm is responsible on helping educate the producers. Some producers are not as receptive as others. But, but at the end, it's our responsibility to make sure that they have the information so they can make the right decision. What, what are the take-home message for the audience today? I think the important thing is that the advisory team, along with the farm, puts together an action plan, right? A, 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 like a, a three to five point. What are the three most important things that will solve, solve lower this lameness rates, okay? Yep. And then from there on, you know, what makes the biggest impact? And it might be improving hygiene, right? Running the scrapers more often, maybe washing the feet. Maybe it might be earlier lameness identification. Yep. You know, we're going to talk about that maybe later on. And and then you know the key points here is when we've done all that, we have to discuss with the advisory team or the key people when 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 what's the time frame for this action plan. And the other thing is, I like to write down action plans because no written plan means no action. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, there, if there's nothing on the board, it's not going to happen, right? And set the time goals. Yeah. Who is responsible for the execution of those actions? You know, is is it, you know, is it the farmer or is it or is it one of the employees or is it, you know, is it the whole team? I, I think we have to we have to do that, and then, you know. Again, after a period of time, we schedule a follow-up meeting with the advisors to evaluate the progress. It's, it's as simple as that. that. There's so many times quite simple things fix, fix things. And it reminds me, I was at the farm just before COVID hit, and they had a huge lameness issue. Okay, I trained the trimmers. Three months later, lameness was reduced like by 80%. Wow. Okay? But then what the farm realized is they need to they needed that they had the, the lameness taken care of, but they realized after that that they needed to improve the cow comfort. Okay, which which was second on the list, you know. So so and this only comes if if we work together, if we use the information that's out there, like the Dairyland Initiative, like you know, you know, you and I know all those resources. And, and, you know, today you can Google, okay, where, where should the brisket 
be located or where should the net grade be, uh, be located and Google tells you things you right to the website. Yeah. It's so easy anymore to get that information. It sure is. Hey, Carl, let me circle back for just one second because you mentioned earlier and I thought I think it'd be useful for the audience. Tell me if you may, your, your target level for sole ulcer, white line, toe ulcer, digital dermatitis. So the target levels, I like to see sole ulcers below 2%. Okay. okay? And this can easily be done with good, good hoof trimming, good cow comfort, so heat stress reduction in the summer. White lines, you know, 4 to 6%, I can live with that. You know, and, and again, some of the older facilities are going to be worse because the flooring isn't always right. Yeah. Toe ulcers shouldn't be, there should be zero toe ulcers because most of the toe ulcers come from either over trimming or too much wear. Yeah. And I see more of them coming from over trimming. Okay. Okay. With digital dermatitis, you know, acute lesions, we can get it down to 4% and we'll, we'll discuss that in, in, the, in the next session. And yep. then foot rot, uh, less than 1%. We shouldn't have a lot of foot rot because we know how to prevent it. We know how to make strong immune systems, okay, at calving time, and, and we know how to, in cases where we have a problem, how to use a hoof bath to prevent foot rot. So we have these tools available. I, I, I mean, again, I want to thank you for your time. Um, it's always a pleasure. It's my great pleasure to, to be with you, Chris, and, and talk to your audience. And thanks for sharing with us those clear steps to take to, in essence, save cows, right? Savecows.com by lowering lameness at the farm level. So thanks again. And I want to surely thank the audience for listening to us today. So you won't miss our next episode of Rumination. Check us out at jeffo.com or find us on Apple and Google Podcast, as well as Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Jeffo Nutrition, precision nutrition solutions for a growing world. 